0: Welcome to Rebecca Reads. Today's story is The Little Match Girl by Hans Christian Andersen. This is a little bit of a sad story, but it takes place on New Year's Eve. I always liked reading this story around Christmas when I was a kid. It's sad, but it helps us remember to be kind to people all the year round. The Little Match Girl was published in 1845. It has been adapted into so many different things, Anime, comics, films, games, stories, songs, TV shows, and even an amusement park ride. Hans Christian Andersen had a knack of writing stories that people love. While learning a little more about him, I discovered that he went to England in 1847 and, while there, he met Charles Dickens, the author of the story I read last week. They respected each other and had a lot in common. They both wrote stories about the poor who suffered during the Industrial Revolution. This was a time where so much had changed, in that machines did so much of the work, and there were factories producing so many goods and things for people. But the poor who worked in these factories had it really hard. They barely made any money, and there was very little help for them to turn to. So many people suffered. Both Charles Dickens in England and Hans Christian Andersen in Denmark were just two people trying to help others see the plight of the poor and convince them to have some compassion towards their fellow men. That's one reason why Hans Christian Andersen wrote The Little Match Girl. Don't forget to stay after the story for this week's poem. And now for The Little Match Girl. It was dreadfully cold. It was snowing fast and was almost dark as evening came on. The Last Evening of the Year In the cold and the darkness there went along the street a poor little girl, bareheaded and with naked feet. When she left home she had slippers on, it is true, but they were much too large for her feet, slippers that her mother had used until then, and the poor little girl lost them in running across the street when two carriages were passing terribly fast. When she looked for them, one was not to be found, and a boy seized the other and ran away with it, saying he would use it for a cradle some day, when he had children of his own. So on the little girl went with her bare feet, that were red and blue with cold. In an old apron that she wore were bundles of matches, and she carried a bundle also in her hand. No one had bought so much as a bunch all the long day, and no one had given her even a penny. Poor little girl! shivering with cold and hunger she crept along a perfect picture of misery the snowflakes fell on her long flaxen hair which hung in pretty curls about her throat but she thought not of her beauty nor of the cold lights gleamed in every window and there came to her the savory smell of roast goose for it was new year's eve and it was of this which she thought in a corner formed by two houses one of which projected beyond the other, she sat cowering down. She had drawn under her little feet, but still she grew colder and colder. Yet she dared not go home, for she had sold no matches and could not bring a penny of money. Her father would certainly beat her, and besides, it was cold enough at home, for they had only the house-roof above them, and, though the largest holes had been stopped with straw and rags, there were left many through which the cold wind whistled." and now her little hands were nearly frozen with cold. Alas, a single match might do her good if she might only draw it from the bundle, rub it against the wall, and warm her fingers by it. So at last she drew one out. Witch! How it blazed and burned! It gave out a warm, bright flame like a little candle as she held her hands over it. A wonderful little light it was. It really seemed to the little girl as if she sat before a great iron stove with polished brass feet and brass shovel and tongs. So blessedly it burned that the little maiden stretched out her feet to warm them also. How comfortable she was. But lo, the flame went out, the stove vanished, and nothing remained but the little burned match in her hand. She rubbed another match against the wall. It burned brightly, and where the light fell upon the wall it became transparent like a veil, so that she could see through it into the room. A snow-white cloth was spread upon the table, on which was a beautiful china dinner service, while a roast goose, stuffed with apples and prunes, steamed famously, and sent forth a most savory smell. And what was more delightful still, and wonderful, the goose jumped from the dish, with knife and fork still in its breast, and waddled along the floor straight to the little girl. But the match went out then, and nothing was left to her but the thick, damp wall. She lighted another match, and now she was under a most beautiful Christmas tree, larger and far more prettily trimmed than the one she had seen through the glass doors of the rich merchant's. Hundreds of wax tapers were burning on the green branches, and gay figures, such as she had seen in the shop windows, looked down upon her. The child stretched out her hands to them, then the match went out. Still the lights of the Christmas tree rose higher and higher. She saw them as stars in heaven, and one of them fell, forming a long trail of fire. Now someone is dying, murmured the child softly for her grandmother, the only person who had loved her and who was now dead, had told her that whenever a star falls a soul mounts up to God. She struck yet another match against the wall, and again it was light, and in the brightness there appeared before her her dear old grandmother, bright and radiant, yet sweet and mild, and happy as she had never looked on earth." "'Oh, Grandmother!' cried the child. "'Take me with you. "'I know you will go away when the match burns out. "'You too will vanish like the warm stove, "'the splendid New Year's feast, "'the beautiful Christmas tree.' "'And lest her grandmother should disappear, "'she rubbed the whole bundle of matches against the wall. "'And the matches burned with such a brilliant light "'that it became brighter than noonday. "'Her grandmother had never looked so grand and beautiful.' She took the little girl in her arms and both flew together joyously and gloriously, mounting higher and higher, far above the earth, and for them there was neither hunger nor cold nor care. They were with God. But in the corner, at the dawn of day, sat the poor girl, leaning against the wall, with red cheeks and smiling mouth, frozen to death on the last evening of the old year. Stiff and cold she sat with the matches, one bundle of which was burned. She wanted to warm herself, poor little thing, people said. No one imagined what sweet vision she had had, or how gloriously she had gone with her grandmother to enter upon the joys of a new year. Thank you for listening to The Little Match Girl. What was so sad about this story? Was the girl sad when she died? Do you know what hope is? Did the little girl have hope? If this story is so sad, why do so many people like it? What is something we can learn from this story? Today's poem is Ring Out Wild Bells by Alfred Lord Tennyson. It reads, Ring out, wild bells, to the wild sky, the flying cloud, the frosty night. The year is dying in the night. Ring out, wild bells, and let him die ring out the old ring in the new ring happy bells across the snow the year is going let him go ring out the false ring in the true ring out the grief that saps the mind for those that here we see no more ring out the feud of rich and poor ring in redress to all mankind Ring out a slowly dying cause and ancient forms of party strife. Ring in the nobler modes of life with sweeter manners, purer laws. Ring out the want, the care, the sin, the faithless coldness of the times. Ring out, ring out my mournful rhymes, but ring the fuller minstrel in. RING OUT FALSE PRIDE AND PLACE AND BLOOD, THE CIVIC SLANDER AND THE SPITE. RING IN THE LOVE OF TRUTH AND RIGHT. RING IN THE COMMON LOVE OF GOOD. RING OUT OLD SHAPES OF FOUL DISEASE. RING OUT THE NARROWING LUST OF GOLD. RING OUT THE THOUSAND WARS OF OLD. RING IN THE THOUSAND YEARS OF PEACE. RING IN THE VALIANT MEN AND FREE, THE LARGER HEART, THE KINDLIER HAND. RING OUT THE DARKNESS OF THE LAND. Ring in the Christ that is to be. That is another episode of Rebecca Reads. The next time we are all together, it will be a brand new year. How many books did you read this past year? Do you think you can read more next year? I think you can. Do you need something to read? Go visit your local library. They are one of my favorite places to visit. You can find so many wonderful things to read and explore there. Make sure you keep tuning in every week to this podcast because I have some fun things coming up for us to do together. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell your friends about it. They'll want to be a part of what's coming up as well. Have a wonderful new year. Keep reading and join me next week for another episode of Rebecca Reads.